success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And do we have an invincible one to introduce you to today? Noelle Diantino is an industry expert and visionary leader in early childhood education. With over 18 years of experience as a high quality childcare center owner, Noelle understands the intricacies of running a successful center and the importance of empowering educators. After a successful corporate and investment banking career, a life-altering layoff led Noelle on a transformative journey, co-founding Scribble Time, a center for early learning with her sister, Sarah. For the past 14 years, Noelle has been privileged to consult with childcare centers nationwide, sharing the proven tools and resources from Scribble Time to empower and enhance their centers through online membership, digital courses, and masterminds. Noelle's vision of supporting teachers is now realized through the Teacher's Lounge, where she supports childcare educators through courses and a walkie-talkie app to mentor them directly. Oh my gosh, Noelle, welcome to She's Invincible. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this conversation. You know, kids are my thing. I have 10 grandkids, so I want to know everything, Right. right? I mean, it's a tough world out there. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? So I um, got laid off from a job that I absolutely loved. I worked at um, what was Bank of Bank of Boston and Fleet and now Bank of America um, in the corporate investment bank. And there I learned all how to implement systems and manage people and finance. And I thought it was the greatest job. And then I lost it. And I had an 18 month old at the time. And I was was having dinner with my sister and my father. And my father was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I want to be closer with my daughter. And um, my sister was just graduating college with her degree in early ed. And he was like, you should open up a childcare center. And I was like, no, I can't imagine being with kids. And I do have my degree in speech and language pathology, but I didn't go into the field. And so I just started thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, this wouldn't be bad. I, and I started thinking big like big center. He was thinking little center. I was yes. thinking big. And so I was, I did a forecast, a financial forecast on what I thought it would be to run it. And I ran it by my sister and we jumped in two feet and I've never in my life would ever want a different path than this one that I've taken. Um, so I feel like that's been so amazing for the two of us. We've taken a business background and an early ed background and paired them together um, and we're we're right in the community we grew up in. Um, I have 114 students and a team of 32. And um, 
it's awesome. I love it. I love being part of everyone's um, children's lives developing. And how do I think I'm invincible <laughs> is um, I really believe that systems are a way to get things done and to make things consistent in the lives of children and our personal lives. So I'm an implementation like addict of implementing um, in creating systems to implement anything that you need to operate it. at your child care center. That's amazing. And you know, it's so interesting because you did that for so long and is it, it's true. Now you kind of step back and you're now teaching mm -hmm. other childcare centers and educators how to do it right, which I love. And yes. is it, is Sarah still running the, the daycare yes. part? Yep. Yes. She is. We're both here all day. Yes. And, yes. and here you are creating these, these courses and yes. things for other centers so that they can do as well as scribble time. And I yes. love that. Like, that's just my theory is always as an entrepreneur, when you figure it out, we kind of owe it to the others to go back and tell them, right? Like, yeah. come with me. I figured it out. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that. So yeah. that's amazing. Well, let's jump in on this favorite topic. So let's talk a little bit about the implementation of the business side um, for child care directors, some of the things that, you know, you want them to know and also some other things they don't know they need to know. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I So I, I get anyone that works with me. I love to share what I call the success map and map stands for money, administration and people. Those are the three things every business leader focuses on those three areas. So what I do in the day of child care, you literally could be sitting in your office going to work on your budget. And then the toilet goes and then a kid needs you in this room and a teacher's overwhelmed in that room and you don't get to do all the things. So the success map I set up with everybody is I teach them how to take everything we do all day and map it out. And so when the toilet needs help or the teacher needs help, you're OK because you are um, you have your success map all plotted out. Um, the other thing that I think is critical is, like I told you, implementation. I have a five step implementation strategy to get any policy to stick. And it's something that I learned at the bank way back when, and I've taken it through running my business. And now I teach it to um, child care center directors because it's hard to get policies to stick um, in centers. Yes. So is that something you want to share here? Like a quick uh, mini sure. version of that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so step one's vision. So okay. you have to tell everybody um, why you're doing what you're doing. People got to know they got to understand their role in it and what it looks like. Um, you know, we, we talk about all different things like, um, you know, I'm thinking of a policy. I'm going to think something off the top of my head, like um, even greeting parents and engaging some centers. You like only stay in your classroom. But if you want a great culture and community, you want everyone knowing who every kid is in the school. So you say that to your team. Oh, I want everyone to, you know, be feel welcome. And when you walk in our door, everyone knows who you are. Um, then you have to have policy on it. So this, that's step two. So write out your policy nice and clear. Um, step three is have a meeting about it where you collaborate about it and talk about what I say. I call it um, action statements. What does it look like in action, this policy? What's it look like in my role as a director? And what does it look like at your role as a teacher? Um, and then the next step is recognizing it. I, I need to walk around and say, oh, I just saw you doing that. I love that you're like, you know, greeting the parents. You're really making them feel welcome. So they see that um, that is where um, it's happening. And then the final step is to um, connect on it and collaborate. So come back and say, how's this working? How is this policy working? Um, does it work for you? Does it not work? And then to edit it if we need to and change it a little bit. 
That's amazing. And that and it sounds like that came from a financial background, right? Like, honestly, but, you know, I think people don't realize that and they get stuck in the, well, this is what I always have done and they don't think they can do something else. But if you really narrow down those skills and break that down, you can do many things with the skill. And you just showed that with your finance background, which I think is so funny because your speech and language pathologist, right? Like exactly. And yet you never pursued that, but you went into finance. And honestly, I can't think of any background I'd rather have going into business than Mm -hmm. finance, right? Because yeah, like you can make it work and you've proven that, right? We've had some hard times and you have proven that your finance background has made it work even through the toughest of times. So I think maybe every entrepreneur should take a few finance courses, right? Just to get through like whatever, you know, and be able to do the best they can. You want to know what? I was on a pot. I was on a Zoom call. Like, no, it was a Facebook live and it was Marcus Lemos. I don't know if you know him. And I I wanted to get more familiar with finance. Like I know it, but like, it's a small business, totally different than the billion dollar business I worked in. And so I asked him that question. I'm like, should I go back to college? Should, what could I do? And he said to me, have you ever heard of YouTube? And I was like, yeah. And this is like way back when YouTube was just starting to come out. And I did have a teenager who used it. And I was like, I have. And he's like, go on there and find some reputable people and watch their videos. And let me tell you, I found like three people that I loved um, and I just watched their videos and then I got a better accountant and talking. So it's like, you can educate yourself as a, to be a better business person. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And YouTube, right? Yes, Who exactly. Knew, right? And I love that because it's free, right? Exactly. It's a free way for you to, yep. and and it's always there. So you yes. can always go, you know, at two in the morning when you can't sleep, you can right? watch YouTube. I love it. Well, since you're the childhood, the early childhood expert, I would love to kind of break down a little bit about uh, parenting. Right. So so, you know, a lot of parents are going back to work um, after the pandemic. The moms are going back. They're all trying to figure that out. And these kids are a lot of them going into daycare. So I would love for you to share with us some of the main things that parents need to consider when they're trying to select the perfect fit education center for their children. Yeah. The first thing I look at is safety. How comfortable are you when you show up? Are you just walking in the door or is there a process for you to get inside? Because that's one thing that, you you know, we want to slow the process of someone coming in, right? Yes. To keep the environment safe. Um, or is people just open the door and you're walking in? So that's the first thing I'd look for. The second thing I'd look for is I'd pay close attention to how the teachers communicate and interact with the kids. Not the activities that they're doing, not what the classroom looks like, but how is the teacher speaking to the children? How are they are they engaging with them? I think that says a lot about um, what a school's like. If teachers are just standing up, staring over them, uh, supervising them, or are they communicating with them and engaging with them and prepping for the next lesson? Um, so I would look for things like that. Um, I think another important piece is communication. So like, how do they communicate with you? You want to, you know, you might want to be at a place where they communicate all the time or not at all. So you don't want to go to a center that's not going to have the communication you're going to want as a parent. Um, I think that's really important. Um, And then other than that, we all follow all the same protocols. Um, So I think those three areas are really, really important. I love it. Give me the one red flag. Like, you see this and you never go back. You run for your life. What's the one red flag? 
a kid running around the center without a teacher or a classroom, like just a willy nilly. Um, it's hard to say interactions are a red flag because you don't know the situation going into it. So I would say if children um, are like leaving the classroom unsupervised and all of a sudden they find them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's scary, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I have a friend who lost her daughter in church. The oh little gosh, girl right. used to go run and hide and she ran in one of the bathrooms and hid on top, sat on the top of the, so the toilet. Yeah. And they, they, it took them more than 30 minutes to find this child. Yes. Like that's scary. scary. And scary. that was under, I think the parents. Who yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's, you also can like look up on state records, like in Massachusetts, you could go look me up and see all my regulation violations. Now I would ask the center about them because sometimes they write you up for the silliest things, but it sounds horrific. Mm -hmm. um, but um, paperwork stuff, who cares? But if they're getting written up for interactions with kids that are poor, um, you know, you want to look at that or safety violations. You want to look at that stuff. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And that's good to know. That was actually a question I was going to ask you is oh. I know like people buy houses based on the, how the school district rates. Right. Yes. So, so like, I feel like there should be a place where you can look and see how the early education rates as well. So yeah. thank you for that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, Noelle. So good to talk to you about this. It's been a long time since I've had to go search out the best childcare center. Right. Me too. I'm happy to say, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to say that I, I did pretty good looking back, but yeah. um, there's so many today that are going back to work and, and this is going to be a thing, right? So yes. lots more kids are going. So, okay. Well, this was amazing. Let's um talk about your courses. I know, you know, we just talked a little bit about that in your bio. Um, that you you're now providing these courses and lessons and membership. So let's go through that. Tell us a little bit about each of those things. Sure. So the directors club has um, we have a membership for child care center owners and directors, and we meet every week. Um, and I do done for you um, uh, documents, systems. So if you needed a system on um, how to email potential parents after they come visit, like what do you do next? I have all the emails written out and they can they're done for you or you can make them your own. Um, I, I offer office hours where you can come and ask me any questions you have that you're stuck with. I also have um, short term and long term um, coaching opportunities where we just finished up a master shop on people. So for eight weeks, we wrote all of our rewrote and edited all of our people policies and from retention to hiring. And um, in February, I'm hosting a four-week finance um, boot camp. For four weeks, we're going to dig into what a revenue um, profit and loss statement is and all that. And um, ways to uh, save money on your expenses, negotiate contracts, and make more money. And um, so that you can invest it right back into your high-quality center. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And then I also this year, so excited about this um, because my daughter struggled in life growing up with her. Um, she had ADHD, anxiety, executive function disorder. And we were a hot mess when we started scribble time with her. And um, I have seen what a good classroom management does for children. And my dream has been to help teachers with that. And I thought it was going to always be getting to the director and getting her organized. And it does help. But they also, because our workforce has changed so much in the last few years, we have such brand new teachers. I launched the teacher's lounge this year and um, that I can provide class. I provide it's like on demand, whatever you want. Um, they can take the courses from how to supervise to how to teach 
to how to mentor another teacher. And then we use um, Voxer as an um, communication tool. So any teacher can Voxer us back and forth all the time and ask questions so we can troubleshoot in the classroom. I love that. You're really doing it all. You're really supporting them in every area. I think every entrepreneur would like to take your financial course, but I just want to clarify that is for childcare centers. Yes, it is. Yes. But oh my gosh, like that we can all benefit from that. And tell us about your podcast because you literally have a podcast where you talk about these things as well. And I would love to send people there to check that out. So my first podcast is the Directors Club. Um, and that one's all my money administration and people. Those are the topics I talk on. Um, and then the Teachers Lounge, it's the Early Education Teachers Lounge is my second podcast. And that one is geared towards the teachers in the classrooms and how to help them. I love it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Noel. OK, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. They can find me on the directorsclub.net. That's awesome. where I'm at. Yep. Awesome. And that is also where they can find the courses, yes, right? And the classes right on there. and sign up for whatever it is they need. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And don't forget uh, the podcast. So we'll make sure to have the links in the show notes. So as you're listening, just click the show notes and it'll take you right to wherever you want to go to connect with Noelle and the work that she's doing. This is just amazing. I knew you were brilliant and invincible, (laughs) but I had no idea, you know, until you really broke it down exactly what you had going on. And I think I... I mean, I always say like it starts with the kids, right? Like, yes, yes. Like we have to start there and at this young age before they get to school because they just get ruined over there. Right. Right. So, (laughs) So it's in those very early years that I think we have such a good shot at setting them up for success. Yes. At right. And safety and all those things. And you're doing that so well, you and your team. So thank you. And shout out to Scribble Time. Yes. Now tell us what town that is in case we have listeners that are looking for something in your area we're in north atterboro massachusetts awesome oh it's so fun so fun so it's cold and snowy and all the things (laughs) freezing (laughs) not even cold it's freezing freezing. oh my gosh oh noel hey i hope you're enjoying this episode and just before we get to the good stuff right the good the bad and the ugly i have this great announcement for you we are starting the pod power hour which is a virtual event that's gonna happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you wanna come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're gonna have experts there that are gonna be sharing their genius. It's gonna be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you wanna come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there.
You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Well, what a joy to have you with us today. You know, on She's Invincible, we promise our listeners that we're going to honor and spotlight fierce entrepreneurs. And I think you've done that so well today with us, just sharing so much of your knowledge and the passion that you have and what drives it for these children and for the teachers that are in charge of them. And I want to say thank you so much. But we're not done because also we promise our listeners that we'll pull back the curtain. See, everyone just heard like all the greatest things, right? Yes. They're like, oh, that girl, she's lucky, right? <laughs> Luck had nothing to do with it, right? And so I'd love to just be authentic and share a little bit about the behind the scenes that people don't see because entrepreneurs, especially right now, but always have struggled with the, I'm not good enough, right? What's wrong with me? Why does that Noel make it look so easy? And I'm having such a hard time. What do I need to fix? And the truth is they just don't know how hard it was for you. And so I love to just share with people, there's nothing wrong with you. And there's probably not too much you need to get fixed. Like we all go through tough times and what gets us through, is just always getting back up. So are you ready to share some stories? Sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I would love to share first the good or the greatest part of this journey that you've taken. The greatest part of the journey is watching a brand new teacher or assistant transform into a high quality early education teacher because um, it makes me feel so good that that classroom has that and those children get it because I believe that my daughter never got it wherever she went. She didn't come to my school, but um, she didn't have that. And I believe that she would have been set up for success better to go into kindergarten if she had access to high quality child care center um, classrooms. So mm. um, they we need to be doing that for our kids, giving them high quality places to go. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. OK, so next we're going to talk about the bad and we'll save the ugly for last. Sure. So tell us a story about the bad part of the journey. I think the hard, the a bad part of the journey is like. Um, not always knowing um, how things are going to land sometimes, <laughs> like with you dealing with people. Um, I think um, when I think about the struggles that I've had through the through time with, um, you know, you're dealing with parents and just like not letting your own anxiety get involved in um, in the conversations and like getting your back up. And I really found um, 
that if you find a way to communicate more better with your um, your customer um, to solve problems, I think that um, it's just been a it's a tough journey to get to. We actually were just talking about this morning when we were having a difficult conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Literally about an hour so ago. <laughs> this is in real time, right? Real time. Real yep. time. It is real, yeah. right? We're yeah. dealing with people and emotions yes. and children. Kids, I mean, you know. You know? I know. Yeah. Yes. Like you everyone has a stake in it and you want to have a good conversation. And I I deal with so many directors and they're like always so, you know, like put their foot down and like you know, you get your anxiety going and then it breaks down the communication, but we don't want to do that. No, and that no. doesn't serve anybody, does yeah, it? Exactly. No. Doesn't. We have to remember we're all on the same team here. We exactly. want the best for the kids, right? So whatever that takes, however yes. we can do that within reason. Uh, and I feel like sometimes when we get into the emotional part of it, it's like mm. we're against each other, right? Exactly. Not, not good. We gotta always nope. remind each other, like we are on the same page here. Yes. We're on the same team. Okay. And then tell us a story about the ugly part of the journey. All right. So the ugly part of the journey, I think, is in early ed is um, dealing with, um, you know, governmental policies and changes. And, um, you know, I was when we were talking about this, I'm thinking about something that's literally happening right now across our country is um, universal pre-K. Because you and I just said it's so important um, to give these kids a great start in a high quality classroom. And, um, you know, the government votes on bills and they're like, oh, we want to pay for, you know, in Massachusetts, any employer with more than 10 employees has to pay for their health care. Well, I don't make as much money as my accountant with two two employees down the street who doesn't have to do it. He makes more. So we're revenue cap. So we really can't come up with more um, money because we only have so many spots that we can have. And right now, the government is really pushing universal pre-K and they're giving the funds to the Department of Education instead of the Department of Early Education. So early ed's honestly going to be is coming into a crisis right now. Another one, if you can believe it. And it's so frustrating and sad to watch it because um, it's like all across the country. Centers are having to shut down because the pre-K kids went to the public school system. Mm. So wow. That is a big issue. <laughs> yes, it is. And, yeah. and they're so young to be pushed into that big community, right? Yeah. With all those older children. Yeah. Uh, that there's no way, you know, when they do that, there's no way to really ease them into that environment. Yeah. yeah. And I think they need it. And some kids need it more than others. But I yeah. do think overall, they need that. You know, there's a reason why they have, you know, uh, elementary school and, you know, uh, yes. middle school and high school and college, right? Yes, because exactly. it eases these children into these different groups of people and community and all the things. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm not really attached to that. So I've not followed that and had yeah. no idea. But is there a place where we can go as parents and like write to somebody yeah. and say like, hey, don't do this. This is bad. I think it's in it's state by state. I think that's what you have to do. Like um, yesterday was a huge announcement in Massachusetts that they're going to be investing this into 26 cities. And what's happening is the child care centers in those communities aren't going to get the preschool kids anymore if the public school takes them. And so what is happening is they can't afford things. So I actually did a financial forecast because I'm a nut job if this happens in my town. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So you can take a preschool classroom with 20 kids and you can convert it to two toddler classrooms. 
but that doesn't give you the same revenue and it adds more people because the ratios are different. So it's literally going to put my business at a $19,000 a week loss. Oh, I don't gosh. have $19,000 a week. <laughs> To, to give lose. to my business. <laughs> like, yeah, not, not in any way, right? No. Not, so not I'm in like, early childhood. What do you do? So I'm, you know, I think that the most important thing we can do is, um, you know, contacting your elected local officials and being like, look what's going to happen. Um, I'm the nut job that does that every Friday. I send my financial forecast and I'm like, tell me how I'm going to fix this when you do that. Yeah. You know, oh. so. And That's it's um, happening greatly right now in Texas, uh, really bad. Uh, there's a lot of centers struggling with this. So it's oh. happening all over. It's sad. Well, you know, if anybody can handle it, it's you. Oh, right? you. It, yeah, you're invincible. You have all of this training. You were made for such a time as this. Yeah. And I know that you will weather any storm that comes your way. But I love that you're able to help other people who might not be feeling as invincible Yes. Uh, to be able to weather those storms as well. So I hope they will reach out to you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, and let you mentor them through this process because it's tough. And yeah. anything else you want to share about the, any of this? Um, no, I think that you always like, no matter what happens, whether you fall down, make a big mistake. I think mistakes teach us things. Um, you know, we're, I don't want to be hit with a universal pre-K crisis, but I do know that like I have the um, resources and I can sit and focus on like, what can we do to change this? Like, you just got to keep moving forward and making the best of things. I love it. What great advice. Noel, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, tell us again, one more time where people can find you. You can find me on the directorsclub.net. Perfect. To connect with you there. And if you're in her area, check out Scribble yes. Time, reach <laughs> right. out to them. I know she's running, running the best, best child care center you could go to. So, so maybe some people will up and move. Yeah, so right. They can bring exactly. their kids to you, but check right. it all out. Check out our podcast and uh, let's just team up to make the best decisions and get the, oh, you know, just increase awareness on what's going on here because our world is affected by these little youngsters that are being yes. raised up that are one day going to be future leaders. And it is really important that we make the right decisions and do the right things with their little lives and their futures. So yeah. Noel, thank you so much. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground, just get back up. You are invincible. You can do anything. Just get back up. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.